Okay. All right. Well, um, the first little theme that I have here is uh, fall 2020, um, the campus reopening or sorry, 2021. Um, that's obviously really exciting. Um, you know, a lot of students kind of struggled with the adaption of learning online quarantine. But a question I did have, um, you know, there's a bunch of new COVID-19 variants coming out. So what's kind of the plan for campus if these new variants are going to cause, you know, maybe another shutdown or quarantine? So first of all, we We've had one of the safest urban campuses in the country with a positivity rate, a testing positivity rate of around 0.36%. And we've been testing students on campus since the beginning of last fall. So our seven layers of protection, we're calling our seven layers of protection, have worked. And, and mostly because our students have complied. So we know that there's other variants that potentially are more infectious. Uh, we've announced what we're going to do with our residence halls next semester. Um, we put the word out that we're going to require it, but it's really our hope because most students we surveyed, over 90% said they would take the vaccine or are going to be vaccinated. So it's our hope we don't have to require any students that they're going to take it voluntarily. And we've gotten some very positive feedback from parents that, you know, they feel good about the fact that our residence halls will be uh, students that are vaccinated. So that's our game plan. And and what we've done when we've had little spikes over the, over the last year is we've been very responsive in getting the contract tracing done and making sure that we keep the campus safe. So we think we've got a good plan and you know we're, we're very, very confident we can manage this no matter what the variants are, as long as we get as many folks vaccinated as possible. Um, so going into another question I have, um, this isn't COVID related, but um, you know, this year they CSU started, you know, the freshmen that get a 2.75 GPA or higher are going to get free spring tuition. Um, is that something that CSU is going to continue to do? And is there going to be something offered for, you know, the upperclassmen? Um, we did get a $150 book voucher. I do know some people I talked to that were kind of like, you know, what the heck? Like, we didn't get that. Um, so what's the game plan in that? So this is a little bit of a of a, 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 a little bit. There's a little bit of that, of that statement missing of what we've done for upperclassmen. I'll clarify it for you. So yes, we're going to continue the plan for incoming freshmen. The GPA has been adjusted a little bit to a 3.0. Part of that is because we have the pass-fail option that we've had for a couple of years, which I think, you know, makes it a little bit easier to, to, to get that 3.0. Our goal is to have most of, of our freshmen come back with an incentive. It's been highly successful. Our freshman enrollment numbers, our projections for the fall look really strong. So we're excited about that. Here's the piece on the upperclassmen part that I think is missing. And I want to make sure everybody's clear. We gave out last year almost $7 million of direct aid to students as part of our additional commitment to upperclassmen. Freshmen didn't get that. And we had a very simple process to apply. I don't know if you did, but uh, many of our students... Uh, went through a process and got checks either added to their account or direct direct deposit within a matter of days. Uh, we've got another big chunk of resources, partly from the federal funds that were passed, but partly from our donors in Lift Up Bikes and our emergency grant funds. So we're planning to do that again. So there will be seven figures plus of resources for upperclassmen too. Going into CSU 2.0, um, clearly it's a huge achievement. Um, obviously, it's all, also only the beginning. Um, so what That's was right. your role in getting the blueprint done? It's a fantastic collective achievement. And we started on this uh, right around the time, a little bit after the pandemic hit. What better time to take stock of where we are and see where this is going to take us? Uh, what better time to invest in ourselves? and think about our future together. 
We set up five task forces late last spring uh, in, the, in, in areas of academics, administration, growth and innovation, um, and, and science, and uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and, and we came out of that with some really very specific recommendations, which we rolled up over the past nine months. We, this involved hundreds of folks on campus, faculty, staff, students. So it was a collective process. It's ambitious. Uh, it's inspirational. We're going to grow in a time when a lot of places are shrinking. But it's really important to the goals of our region, Northeast Ohio. You know, 85% of our graduates stay and work here in Northeast Ohio. We're really proud of that. And we want to bring that to more students. If we can't get more students to experience what, what you've experienced at Cleveland State, then the region's not going to achieve its goals. I think that's the most important part of this. And it involves, you know, investing in, in more faculty, growing more research, having more opportunities for paid internships for students. All, all of those things are in 2.0. Following up with the CSU 2.0, um, you know, the Stater, we did get some faculty reactions, um, student reactions, and, you know, some people had positive things to say. Um, there was one professor that responded to us. So he called CSU 2.0 a joke. What's kind of the plan for responding on comments concerning negative feedback moving forward with CSU 2.0? Aurora, we, we receive, obviously, a lot of feedback, and we, we want feedback. Um, I think another one of your questions maybe, you know, how, how do you deal with continuing feedback and how are we going to incorporate that into the implementation plan? Because obviously we have a lot to do over the next five years to achieve these goals. Yeah. No, no good plan doesn't have a way for folks to respond and for us to pivot when we get suggestions or we find out that certain pieces of it don't possibly won't work the way we intended because good plans change and they do evolve. So we'll take all that feedback on board. But I will tell you, the excitement of this is we're building a coalition of the willing. And that's the term I've used a lot. Change is hard. And, and we need to build those kinds of relationships and trust so that people get excited about it. They want to participate in it. They find the right way they can participate in it. So we're very, very confident. We've gotten a lot of feedback also that are uh, a lot of feedback that that is excited about the plan. So yeah, we'll take all we'll take all the um, constructive suggestions that we've had. We'll we'll embed them. We are listening. Next portion of CSU 2.0. There in the blueprint, there was taught you know talks about going from eight colleges to six. Um, is any of this going to be changeable? I mean, obviously, you just said there's room for feedback and going to be changes and whatnot. Um, but do you see the colleges changing at all from eight to six? We we're we're pretty confident in our blueprint. And that's what this is, is a blueprint. As we go to the next phase and talk about implementation, I think it's reasonable to say that we, we've got some details to work out and the details still are things that we can certainly work on and, and make whatever pivots we need to make. But I think that the strategic plan and the, and the reasons why we did this to have a dedicated college of health professions. Right now we have, as an example, we have, we have five, we have health related programs in five different colleges. The way we can group this to make it attractive for students, uh, the way we can have a College of Arts and Sciences, which is a pretty powerful model across the country, which we used to have here at Cleveland State, 
And we're going to bring, bring it back in a better, stronger way. The way we can bring all of our expertise to solve urban issues in Cleveland is really exciting. And we've gotten a lot of, a lot of um, energy around this and excitement around it. Does it mean we have all the details worked out? No. Uh, but those are the areas where I think you'll see us tackle in the coming months. Next question. The Blueprint also had a goal of increasing enrollment by from 4,500 to 20,000 students by 2025, which is pretty awesome. You know, with the added 1 million annual investment in the financial aid and doubling student living on campus to 3,000, do you think this goal is doable? You know, there are a couple factors, you know, campus, Cleveland in general, there's not a lot of parking. Um, I know students that commute to school, you know, they sometimes have trouble finding parking on campus just because there's not a whole ton of options. You know, there's also two, only two dorming halls, Fen and then Euclid Commons too. So what's kind of the goal there um, with just the limited amount of parking and dorming. So, you know, do you think this is a doable goal? I think it's very doable. Uh, and we're going to figure all those things out. Uh, we're going to go on our next phase of, of reimagining our campus. You know, we have 85 acres, Aurora, and over 60 plus buildings. Doing this in a way that gets folks excited and interested in coming to CSU is the goal. Yeah, we got some work to do on, on parking. We have a central parking facility that sits in the middle of campus. It probably doesn't belong there. And in the future, we we want we want to be able to use that space to, to build out our campus. I, I think it's reasonable to think we'll have more residence halls, great options for students. I think we're ready for that evolution. You know, we talk in CSU 2.0 about being an anchor institution and a beacon. And this is part of becoming a beacon institution. We, we want to attract students, not just from across the state and the region, but nationally, we're starting to do that, and internationally, where we, for the first time in eight years, have more graduate students here than we had last year, uh, and a lot of them from overseas. So it's a, it's an exciting time. I'm a, I love, you know, think big things and imagine what our campus and have a vision for where the campus is going to look like. And, and it'll just make you proud as the years go by. You'll come back and hopefully you'll say, wow, I wish this was here when I was here. But that's the, that's the goal for future students. Also, CSU plans to hire 200 new faculty. You know, if you're including the topic of Douglas Dykes that happened earlier on in the year, um, do you think this will kind of sway new faculty members from wanting to come to CSU? Here's what I'm going to say about our new faculty recruits. Last year, we recruited for the first time in our history two fully funded researchers, which means that they were funded from the National Institute of Health. Uh, our brand is solid. Uh, we are recruiting even through the process this year, folks that uh, I think is a reflection of who we are now. The, the quality of the folks we're bringing in is much higher. Uh, so I'm very, very confident in what's been happening the past two years. You know, many universities are not in the recruiting mode. They're hunkering down. Uh, they're figuring out where to cut. We've been very good financial stewards. We've really built a solid financial foundation. And now's the time for us to invest. So I'm I'm very confident. And all of the things that I'm hearing externally and internally are positive. And what the faculty searches are telling us is we're retaining top talent and we're recruiting top talent. I do have a question about Douglas Dykes. The Douglas Dykes hire, um, obviously cleveland.com covered Douglas Dykes pretty heavily earlier on in the semester and CSU stood by the hire. How would you characterize CSU's relationship with cleveland.com at the present time as a result of the to and fro over the Dykes hire? I, I think our relationship is good. I, I've sat down 
with uh, Cleveland.com reporters and the Plain Dealer reporters. Uh, and we have a very open relationship. I'm very accessible. You can tell by the conversation we're having today. And you know, we'll continue to do the things it takes to build Cleveland State. And uh, I understand the role of the media, and I understand questions that uh, the, the public media thinks need to be asked. We're respectful of that, and we'll always give a straight answer and an explanation of why we do what we do. So, you know, I think it's strong, and our intent is to keep that relationship open and honest and have the kind of conversations we need to move forward. And then I'm lastly here, I'm going into sports, you know, with campus reopening also, what type of capacity? you see being allowed at sporting events? Um, obviously, the men's basketball team had a really good season. I'm sure a lot of CSU students would have loved to be able to sit and watch the game in person. So what do you kind of see for sports this year? First of all, real good season might be an understatement. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, we lost 20 games for four straight years. And for us to have the team we put in place, the new athletic director, Scott Garrett, Coach Dennis Gates, the way these young men have not only performed on the court, but in the classroom with a three point, almost a 3.4 GPA for the spring. I mean, this, this is a huge piece for us. So uh, the only disappointment is we couldn't, we couldn't have Wallstein open. Now the only thing Wallstein's open for is to get people vaccines. So our goal is, is that we have, uh, fans back in some capacity next year. That's our goal. And I think our league is talking about it. But it really, again, depends on how well we can protect ourselves uh, and get vaccinated. That's that's my personal view. And, and I think we have a lot of folks here working toward that end because there's nothing more than we want to have our fans and students celebrate. I did get to go to the final, to the, the uh, NCAA tournament and watch us play in a pretty empty arena that but there were some CSU fans there it was really really exciting and I want you to have that experience next year see this team play cool and then um, also obviously students are getting vaccinated we're doing testing um, do you think that club sports will be up and running this fall I hope so I mean that's that's our goal I mean you know we, we fought hard just in this pandemic to get the rec center open so that students can make an appointment. But we also want to be careful. We, we don't want to have a spike. You know, several universities have had spikes. They've had to shut down. That kind of sets us back. So what we want to do is we want to phase it in a way that gives us confidence we could do it safely. We have a pandemic response team. It's led by our former Surgeon General of the Navy, Admiral Faison. And, and they're very, and it's very comprehensive. A lot of folks are part of it. Students are part of it too. That's our goal. I'll keep pushing to, to open the campus as much as we can open it. But it really depends on the students doing what, what, what you've done. Wear your masks, keep your distance. You know, it's so funny, Aurora. The, the masking we're really good at. The distancing, eh, not so much. I mean, I think, I think that's the natural relaxation, right? Is, yeah. I got my mask on. Are you vaccinated? I, I you know, uh, I hope so. Or you're close to being vaccinated. But when you get a vaccination and then you get a mask, I think I think it's natural to think, OK, I can give hugs now. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people's mindsets, too. Okay. I'm actually getting my second dose of the vaccine today. So thumbs up at Wallstein. Or at the students. Good for you. Very for excited. Um, just one last question. Um, sure. So, you know, what are your plans beyond your time at CSU? We've kind of talked about plans at CSU, but what are your plans? So I don't know if you read this, but I, I just kind of told people what my plans were. I, I, I extended my tour of duty, as we used to say in the Navy. I, I have to tell you, my, my wife and I 
have been so, and my family, I have two teenage boys. We've been so adopted by the Cleveland community and we feel so much a part of it. We have the energy for it and, and it's our passion. This is the mission I believe in. You know, I had a really good uh, tour of duty before I got here at my alma mater, which is a very good private school. It changed my life. But this is where we make a difference in, in students' lives. We have so many first-generation underrepresented uh, minority students that, you know, don't have some of, some of, the, uh, some of the support structures that many of the students had where I went to college, you know, this, this, this is where we make a difference. And, and that's why we're here. So we're, we're good to go beyond, beyond 2026. I, I don't have time to think about that right now. Yeah, I'm very, go to very focused. You know, that's a long, that's a, that's a lifetime. Do you know where you want to be in five years? I, I want to be happy. That's all I know. There you go. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Cool. Well, I appreciate you, you know, fitting me into your very busy schedule that I'm sure you have. I appreciate you. And you got, you got some good chops. Somebody taught you well. Thank you so much for, so, you know, taking time out of your day. I enjoyed talking to you. I enjoyed um, talking to you. Thanks again.